Thank you. Uh, thank you. Good morning, everyone. While you are standing, turn please to Acts chapter 14, verse 27. Thank you, uh, Pastor Chapel, Dr. Getz, for the invitation and for the privilege to be here with you. We know that it's all by God's grace and for God's glory that we can continue on in the ministry. All ministry begins with God. All ministry starts with the heart. And praise God for our partnership in reaching the lost world with the gospel. So, Acts 14, only one verse, and then jump to Acts 15, verse 4, Acts 14, 27, and then Acts 15, verse 4. Acts 14, 27, let's read this together, please. And when they were come and had gathered the church together, they rehearsed all that God had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. Acts 15, 4, and when they were come to Jerusalem, they were received of the church and the apostles and elders, and they declared all things that God had done with them. Father, we praise and thank you for this opportunity that you have given us, especially to your servant to be here. We pray that you will just speak to hearts, help me to be your voice, your mouthpiece, as I deliver your word. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your faithfulness to each one. Guide us. May your Holy Spirit be our teacher. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Thank you. Be seated, please. Well, I'm thankful for this privilege. And uh, we know that uh, this is after the first missionary journey of the Apostle Paul. And he was sent out from Antioch in Syria. And then uh, he went to uh, Jerusalem and also made the report as missionaries. And what a blessing. I'll be talking with you as I connect this with what the Lord is doing there in the Philippines on rehearsing and rejoicing with what God has done. Of course, we know that Barnabas and Saul were sent out as missionaries from the church in Antioch. Uh, they witnessed for Christ on the first missionary journey at the Isles of Cyprus and on the mainland of Asia Minor. The first missionary journey brought to pass many uh, remarkable events. And for example, a sorcerer was made blind because of his opposition to the gospel. And John Mark, remember that, deserted uh, uh, the missionary party. Uh, the Jews opposed uh, Barnabas and Saul in Antioch in Pisidia. In Lystra, you can see that Barnabas and Saul were uh, thought to be gods and came down uh, among the people. Uh, Paul dissuaded the people and said, We also are men of like passions with you and preach unto you that ye should turn from uh, these, uh, you know, vanities uh, unto the living God, which made heaven and earth and the sea and all things that are therein. And you can see that in Acts 14, 15. And Paul was stoned, you remember, in Lystra and taken out of the city as a dead man. Uh, after a time, you know, Barnabas and, and Paul returned to Antioch and gave a report of their activities, which actually were wrought by God himself. I believe it's God who is still working, the Spirit of God. Acts 28 is uh, not with an amen. We are writing Acts 29, Acts of the Holy Spirit through local churches like yours and ours there in the Philippines. 
And we need to be sensitive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit of God in our lives. So, and we can see here, they rehearse all that God has done with them. They rehearse, they, uh, they reminisce, they look back, of course, with thanksgiving and rejoicing. I just have three things to share with you in relation to what the Lord is doing there in the Philippines. First, we need to appreciate our legacy, appreciating the legacy. And when we speak of legacy, it's uh, what has been passed on to us, uh, what we have inherited, thank God. Uh, we appreciate and thank God for our spiritual legacy. And we thank God and rejoice with the legacy of faithful men and women whom God used in accomplishing His work. And we rejoice in the souls that uh, were saved through the work of missions in the days gone by. And we are glad that God had saved our souls, and we are glad that He had saved the souls of others. Aren't you glad you are saved? Amen. Oh, praise God. That is the most important gift that we receive uh, in our lifetime and the most important decision that you make, trusting Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord of your life. Getting married or link that life with another in marriage is the second, because that is till death do us part. But this one is uh, for eternity. So we rejoice uh, in the work of missionaries of the past. Uh, we should be happy that God has used so many in the great work of spreading the gospel around the world, and how we thank God uh, that David Livingstone went into Africa and gave the gospel to many and explored that great uh, country and did a work which blessed missions even up to this day. We thank God we have missionaries to Africa from the Philippines, a good number of them from our church. We have four to Mozambique, to Congo, to Madagascar, to Algeria. And I believe we have others still on deck, our future missionaries. And uh, we rejoice in the work of the great William Carey. In a time of adversity, you know, William Carey sailed for India, believing that God had a power to save souls and to do a transformation in the lives of multitudes. Adoniram Judson uh, went to the land of Burma. I've been to Myanmar, Burma before. And uh, we have missionaries there. In India, we have six missionaries from our church. In Burma, we have also six. And we thank God that even uh, there in Emmanuel Baptist Church, where I baptized the parents of our missionary, Tonga Imaong Leon, uh, that was in 2004, when he was trained in the Philippines for some five years, and then he came back to his country. There was a culture lock. He doesn't know what it because, uh, but I'm thankful that uh, he was able to overcome that. And we thank God that, uh, you know, through the ministry of Adoniram Judson, this land of darkness, idolatry, and cruelty, the hilltops were, were crowned with Buddhist temples. And it was, uh, you know, uh, uh, through this uh, uh, work of Adoniram Judson, uh, in, he started Emmanuel Baptist Church. And his first convert after seven years, you know, Uno, U-N-A-W. 
I use, uh, we use the Uno Memorial Baptist Church in officiating the wedding of our missionary, uh, Tong Lian, married to Man. Uh, it was awkward. Man, do you accept this man? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was in Uno Memorial Baptist Church. But in Emmanuel Baptist Church, we use the baptistry of uh, the church. Of course, it has gone to a mix of uh, Catholicism and Hinduism. Uh, but uh, there is a big pagoda in front, but they could not remove the Baptist church. It was there uh, since a long time ago. So you can see um, uh, Adoniram Judson, he kept on, and for 32 years, he literally gave himself to preach Christ the uh, Savior of the world. And at his death, there were thousands of converts in Burma. Now, in the recent past, even there in the Philippines, we thank God for missionaries that came from America. Uh, after the World War, we have Elmer Gullion, Prankogi, Joe Bella, L.D. Woosley, Bob Hughes, Fred Nall, uh, Richard Schott in Mindanao, David Steffi in Visayas, Bob Phillips in the northern part of Luzon. Uh, of course, some of you know of Leslie Kwang, Lloyd Baker, uh, all of these missionaries. They come to the Philippines, left their comfort zone, and invested their lives, yielded to the Lord, uh, and started churches like uh, Santa Mesa Baptist Bible Church, uh, Cebu Bible Baptist Church, Bethany Baptist Church, Pine City Baptist Church, Bible Baptist Church there in Dabao. See, we may not all like some of their, um, you know, unique personalities, but uh, we thank God for them. Amen. We thank God that they have uh, surrendered their lives, uh, came to the Philippines, and uh, preached the gospel. I say to you, fellow laborers, that we thank God for them and rejoice in that which had been done through and with them. We have to look back and thank God for the missionaries that God used in planting churches, but we are to pay it forward. Uh, we, what a tremendous legacy we have uh, there in the Philippines, and we truly appreciate the Lord for it. The second thing I'd like for us to uh, take note is to share the ministry opportunities. The ministry opportunities, uh, because of our rich legacy, just like the Apostle Paul, they did not stop in the first missionary journey. They moved forward. A second, third missionary journey. And because of our rich legacy, God enabled us to move on and rejoice as well and share the ministry of uh, uh, our churches uh, and, uh, you see, mission works of the present time. And I'm thankful that you are doing that here in Lancaster and even through West Coast uh, Baptist College, Bible College. I know that uh, you are sharing even when we have a spiritual leadership conference. Uh, some of your students are there and being exposed also. And what a blessing that is. Um, you know, to date, by God's enabling grace, uh, He has caused our churches there in the Philippines to send out uh, missionaries. I'm talking only of those in our group 
uh, independent Baptists, we have 259 in the Asia Baptist Clearing House, and there are 25 currently on deck for use of the Asia Baptist Clearing House. I'm part of the uh, ABC Clearing House. It's a clearing house, it's not a board, it's uh, a glorified clerk, so to speak. <laughs> and uh, uh, we thank God that uh, it's uh, helping churches and missionaries in stewarding the support, promoting missions, and uh, we have missionary training school before the missionaries get into the clearing house, of course. And we have that interview. And to date, we have uh, 259. Also, there are some attrition uh, because of one reason or the other, health reasons or redirection or uh, some other issues. But uh, we thank God that uh, we can send missionaries to the foreign fields. Uh, in various countries, this represents some 56 countries. Uh, in the various uh, countries here in the world, we have around 210 countries in the world. And what is 56 countries? At least we are doing our modest part in reaching the, the world. Of course, uh, 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 of course, every time it's increasing, and uh, as I have mentioned last night, uh, maybe the, the mantle of Elijah, America has fallen to us, the Philippines. The Philippines is now a sending church nation, and praise God for that. Um, we have 40 missionaries uh, using Asia Baptist Clearinghouse in Cambodia, some 30 in Vietnam, around 25 in Thailand, and Indonesia, uh, Nepal, uh, India, Myanmar, around. Well, we thank God that we can share the ministry even in Papua New Guinea. We have two missionaries in Papua New Guinea. And I'm thankful that pastors in Papua New Guinea we have invited have been so-called electrocuted in missions. They have not been doing missions according to them because they have not been uh, looking beyond uh, their shores. But thank God, they are now sending out missionaries. We are helping conduct World Missions Conference every year uh, before the pandemic, and it has resumed last, uh, last July, uh, only this year. And thank God, in Port Moresby, in Ley, in Mount Hagen, uh, we visited these countries, and we thank God for the pastors, local pastors, even missionaries, American missionaries, Chad Wells, and many more, they would want also to go to the Philippines and see what the Lord is doing there in the Philippines. What a blessing. Of course, uh, we are humbled to share the victories of what God is doing uh, in His uh, church, in the churches there in the Philippines. And uh, we partner with one another uh, as these missionaries go on deputation. And, you know, you have your recommendation. I would always put there in the bottom, Philemon 17, if thou count me there for a partner, receive him as myself. <laughs> so, what a blessing. Uh, you endorse the missionary, and uh, I'm thankful that when they know that they, they come from Bethany, they are well received. <laughs> well, we love missionaries. We share the ministry, even in our Jerusalem or rather, in our community, as I have mentioned in a class 
a while ago in, cross, uh, in cultural anthropology under uh, Brother James Smith, Smithy. Uh, uh, we, we have uh, this uh, values instruction class uh, reaching the, the community through the schools. And we thank God how the Lord has opened doors for us within the class hours. Uh, the, the principal would allow us to teach values, uh, of course, the fear of God and the gospel uh, in these various classes in elementary and uh, national high schools. Currently, we have already adopted 12 schools. We are moving, before the pandemic, we have already reached 70. And uh, it's a good way to evangelize and to instill in the hearts of these uh, young people, the children, the gospel message. And uh, uh, we also have this mana ministry, feeding the malnourished uh, kids. The school termed them termed these malnourished as wasted children and severely wasted, imagine. But uh, we are thankful for the blessing, opportunities when the school also invite us for parenting seminar. You know, my partner is, was my wife before, but uh, now I'm doing it alone, but I'm training some of our people, couples, because it's a good way to minister for you to be a good parent, you need to be a godly person. For you to be a godly person, you need to have Jesus Christ in your heart. Amen. And what a blessing. We humbly share the victories as well as the challenges of the various ministries of Bethany, which has its centerpiece in missions. We have educational ministries, praise God for that. We have the academy from K to 12. And even the children are exposed to missions. Just like what we have seen yesterday, the children, these little missionaries, especially during World Missions Conference, participate in the program, and they are exposed. They pray for the missionaries. Uh, they have regular prayer time before the classes, and even in their learning centers, there are oh, you know, decorations of missionaries. They are exposed, and uh, the parents like that. And I'm thankful that the children, their heroes, are now missionaries. Not anymore Batman or Superman or these basketball players. And uh, we are thankful that we can share the ministry. We have prison ministries. Um, of course, in the education ministries, we have Christian college, 25 years. Bible college, 60 years. Our academy, 45 years. <laughs> we are a church moving to our 70th year. I made mention that the church continues to reproduce, like begets like. Even though they are 70, we are 70, there is no menopause in the church. We continue to beget other churches of like faith and practice. And of course, we have deaf ministry, tribal, medical dental mission. Of course, this medical dental mission can also be done by unsaved people, but it's much different when you share the gospel. We structure it in such a way that uh, those that are, we are invited by churches and we share medical dental mission. Of course, it costs, but it pays. You have to replenish the medicines, the medical dental supplies, and uh, uh, it costs every engagement, every clinic. We share these ministry opportunities 
And we are to be thankful that we can seize this opportunity. I remember John Wesley would be telling us, do all the good you can to all the people you can, at all the times you can, in all the places you can, by all the means you can, as long as you ever can. We have to manifest our Christianity in a positive expression, and that is the way for them to see what the Lord is doing. You demonstrate God's love, and it will be easier for you to declare God's truth. So, uh, the Bible says, uh, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Uh, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially those of the household of faith. So, you can see we have sent out missionaries also uh, a good number to the local fields, Luzon, Visayas, and Mindanao, and tentmaker missionaries. Tentmaker missionaries are those that are working abroad, and they reach out OFWs, overseas Filipino workers. We know that OFW is number one cause of broken homes in the Philippines. But thank God for these uh, tentmaker missionaries and reaching those, their workplaces, and in starting works, we have given them authority. Their visa is provided by their employer. Uh, and of course, their salary. And they gather Filipinos and other nationalities. And they become a center also for supporting missions in the Philippines through Asia Baptist Clearinghouse. What a joy, what a blessing. And it is replicated in different countries. We have tentmaker missionaries in UAE in Saudi, in Oman, even in Las Vegas, in uh, Canada, in New Zealand. And uh, the Lord has continued to open doors of opportunities, and we thank God for these opportunities, and we steward not only seize these opportunities, but steward them. Folks, we share the ministry, just like what you're doing. I'm thankful for how the Lord has used you, even the... Uh, publication is striving together, and uh, a good number of churches are uh, profiting from that, uh, Sunday school materials. What a joy, what a blessing. We have the manpower, you have some of the resources, and we work together. We strive together for the faith of the gospel. We are laborers together with God. And so, praise God for our spiritual legacy and we thank God that we continue to steward the opportunities that God sends our way in reaching the lost world with the gospel. But the final point that I would like to share is the need for us to intensify, intensify the responsibility. You know, this is what Paul would be saying, if you still remember Acts 20, 24, but none of these things move me, neither count I my life, dear unto myself, that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. You know, Paul was uh, passionate. He has that passion for missions. And as we go through and review and evaluate what has been done, see, what we can uh, say is that we really have not gone far enough. Uh, we need to intensify our responsibility. Yes, we have gone this far by faith, by God's grace and divine enabling. 
but admittedly, we have really not gone far enough. Our failures are evident, our selfishness is apparent, our indifference is also manifest. We have not yet gone far enough. We have not gone far enough in the matter of having a burden for others, soul winning, discipleship. You know, this is the day calling for light burdens, for ease, for vacation, for apathy, for good uh, support, for little concern. There is not much burden for others. If you look at Romans chapter 9, in verses 1 to 3, the Apostle Paul cared. And you can see that uh, uh, the Apostle Paul, I say the truth in Christ, I lie not, my conscience also, bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost, that I have a great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were a curse from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. Folks, we have not gone far enough. Mm. We cannot say we have reached already our quota, 70. No. We continue to intensify our responsibility. Uh, we have not gone far enough uh, in, give, in our giving. I've been challenging the church. Why don't you equal your faith promise with that of your tithe? And that is just a good place to start with. Influence of Dr. Donsis. Now, encouraging the church to double it. Because of these so many missionaries, we need to hold the rope of support for them. Oh, uh, you know, this is a sacred matter, the bringing of the tithes, the giving of our offering. Uh, tithing is just an act of obedience, and the, the mission's giving is an act of faith. Uh, there are, are still a lot we have not learned the joy of giving. Churches have failed in this regard. Uh, many believers still do not tithe and give to paid promise missions. You can see that because of the, uh, you know, inherent nature of man. And because of this luck, we have failed to get the gospel speedily out of the ends of the earth, to the ends of the earth. We respond at times too late and too little. We also have not gone far enough, especially to us parents, in the giving of our children, our young people. We have not gone far enough to challenge them in the work of the Lord, in the ministry, in missions. Uh, this means that fathers and mothers must relinquish their claims upon their children and say, with joy, I encourage my child to respond to the call of God, to the mission fields, to where God calls him. But there are some parents who would expect their children to find a good job and help them when the child is already called by the Lord to go to the ministry. I don't know. In too many cases, we have been holding on to our children our affection has led us into gross uh, selfishness until we have not been open-hearted to give of our youth. We have not gone far enough, even in world mission partnership. You know, that is what we continue to promote in our world missions conference. We need to partner together. No one church can do it alone. 
Or there are some pastors who have attended conferences after conferences, no? have memorized our teams, and then after that, of course, they made commitments, but after that, what? They have just uh, accumulated their bugs, <laughs> the giveaways. But I'm thankful that eventually they started to be awake and get involved, get engaged. Folks, there are times that there are these who have competitive spirit among churches. This is deplorable. The competition uh, among local churches means a lessening of interest in worldwide missions. We do not want to compete. We want to cooperate. God knows, and uh, even the brethren know, that that is not the thing we have there in Bethany. Because that is, uh, you know, as, uh, of the flesh. Uh, we continue to accommodate even missionaries that are sent out even from churches that are not, uh, you know, they are not really that open, but they send out these missionaries. We accommodate them. And thank God, expressing the love of God to them, eventually these churches open for partnership, for cooperation. Uh, the competitive spirit lessens the interest of people in the salvation of souls around the world. And there are also those who would isolate themselves. Uh, who, and this also hinders mission work. Uh, some churches are so bound by the isolationist idea that they cannot see the mission fields. We need to go beyond the borders and barriers. It's sad when you see there are still churches who are only reaching their, their own community. And they would say, there are a lot of unsaved people here. I told, I told them, well, it will continue to, it will not run out. <laughs> but our mandate is bought in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Both means simultaneous. Amen. So, well, there are those who have some preferences, but you cannot push your conviction upon them. You just have to pray and do the right thing, what the Lord has impressed upon you. So, uh, there are those who would rather enter, rather than entering into partnership and launch out into the new and uh, untouched fields for the sake of lost mankind, they will just continue to isolate. Folks, it's still happening. There are also what you call lopsided priorities imbalance, uh, concentration on too many workers and too much money in one place uh, hinders mission work. Of course, if the Lord calls you to Cambodia and it's the Lord who really calls, no problem. There are some who would say, again, Cambodia, I will be telling them, if you are already God, then you change the field. <laughs> but... Um, you can see that um, um, the church at Antioch, we need the spirit of the church of Antioch when they were impressed by the spirit of God to send out Barnabas and Paul as missionaries. They sent away from their local church the very best they had. 
Sometimes it's difficult to let go of your staff, your people who are generous givers. But the Lord taught me lessons. He is the one who will replenish. We just have to keep on soul winning, reaching out, and the cycle continues on. You train them, they left, moved. But I'm thankful they moved to reach out the lost world. What a blessing. You know, we need the spirit of the early Christians who lost all love for early, earthly things and sold their possessions and gave the money to the apostles. And we are spending too much money in one place while the world is uh, bleeding and dying. There needs to be a scattering as it was in the early days of persecution to scatter the message just as far as we can support as many missionaries as we can. I've been encouraging churches to support, at least, if you can support 10 pesos per missionary and be consistent in doing so, though they beginning be small, yet they latter end shall greatly increase. Sometimes they are ashamed. It's only little. But zero is less than 10 pesos. But at least the missionaries will pray for you. And you have that heart. Supporting and partnering, getting engaged with the mission work of that missionary. Well, maybe you can give more than 10 pesos, 20 pesos, 50 pesos, or one dollar. So I say to you, brethren, Bible college students especially, that we have not really gone far enough in allowing the Lord to fully use us. We really need to intensify and be more passionate in addressing our responsibility. We should therefore dedicate to the task before us. We have a task. We have a responsibility. It is the worldwide what uh, task the fulfillment of the Great Commission, which was given to the local church, the task of reaching the unreached billions of people with a message of love, with a message of hope, with a message of peace, the gospel message, the death, the burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have a responsibility to our Jerusalem, our home missions. We need to establish more local, national churches that will be a strong base in reaching the lost world. I remember our missions conference team every year from Prime the Pump for Asian missions, United for World Missions, a heart, go for the gold, go for the world, launch out into the deep, making our missions network. The call is to all, gateway to the world, growing stronger, reaching further, walking in the footsteps of Jesus, these are banner uh, call. Laborers together with God, 11th World Visions Conference, 12. The prize is worth the prize. Onward, upward. God is able by all means. Number 15. Number 16, with God. By faith. Now, continue. We borrowed that uh, theme. Continue. 2020 vision, beyond borders, pray, give, go. And then for this 2024, send forth. The Lord has continued to impress what will be the theme for this year. 
We have a responsibility. We need to establish more local national churches. We need to strengthen, stabilize mission works, send support more missionaries in our Jerusalem, non-cultural and cross-cultural. The fields are white unto harvest, and we must not fail to go with the gospel. Leap up your eyes, look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. The task is certainly difficult. The enemies are strong. The world, the flesh, and the devil are fighting. There is constant opposition. But thank God, 1 John 4, 4, the Bible tells us, You are of God of little children, and greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. When God calls, he enables. Be sure, just be sure of your calling. We must constantly remind ourselves that our first business as followers of Christ is to give the gospel to those who have it not. When God saved us, he did not immediately call us to heaven. He left us here for a purpose, to be on mission with him in reaching the lost world. And what a privilege that is. We are laborers together with God. We owe much to the heathen people. Let us intensify our responsibility toward them. Pay our debt forward and give them the gospel. This means the giving of ourselves and the giving of our resources. When we give ourselves, no problem with the resources. The task, however, let me tell you, is joyous. The saving of souls will always bring us joy. Remember, there is joy in the presence of angels in heaven, even over one soul that comes to Christ. Before I come over here, I was in Misamis Oriental. They're in Bethlehem Baptist Church in Lugait. And thank God, a three-day World Missions Conference. And then the Sunday was their anniversary. In the morning, it was evangelistic. And thank God for a good number of visitors and 43 souls came to know the Lord. What a blessing. Folks, it's joyous. The Lord's commendation is joyous and certain. If we are faithful, then He will commend us. When we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, we will hear Him say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Oh, I would to God you, will, you would want to hear that. Praise God for the rejoicing that we can have in his work with the present mission opportunities. May we truly appreciate our legacy. You know, the reason why we have a church here is because God burdens or sent or calls the missionary or someone just like Pastor Paul Chappell has vision here in the desert. Bible tells us where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Where there is no concept of what God intends and desires for us to be, the people will go back without any sense of direction. Because vision brings definition of the task, the design, the direction, our dependence upon God, the dynamics, vision. We have to have a vision of the lost world. We have to have a vision of the Savior who is able to save the lost world to the uttermost. And we need to have a vision of what we can do. 
in reaching the lost world. The time to act is now. Now. Let us act now and do what God has commanded us to do. Let us sincerely and humbly dedicate ourselves to the task, the great task before us. Thank God, World Missions Conference. But after that, what? Let us pray that God will give us a vision of the world. You know, 70% of the world is without Christ. More than 3 billion do not know the Savior. And they are in terrible darkness in this world. Let us pray that God will give us a willingness to go. Go, God's order. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Too many seek the ease and comfort of home. Too many men are looking for place of prestige and are unwilling to step out in faith to the bus mission fields. And we thank God for future missionaries. You are honed, you are prepared, you are equipped for what? For the fields that are white already to harness. Let us pray that God will give us a burden for souls. Without burden for souls, there will be no volunteer to the mission field. Without burden for souls, we will never be missionary-hearted. We must have a concern for the souls of men. Will you yield to the Lord to use your, yourself to the maximum potential and truly give, dedicate, yield your all, your best to Him for His glory? Folks, it's all by God's grace. Faithfully see who call it you, who also will do it. Will you take the challenge? Will you make that resolve? You know, it is certainly all by God's grace and for God's glory. May we continue to rejoice in God's working in our lives. God bless us all.